G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. King Solomon was one of the richest and wisest men who ever walked planet Earth. And he tried everything, absolutely everything, to find contentment. He even writes about how he gave wealth and pleasure a really, really good shot. But what he discovered is what you and I already know. Wealth doesn't work. I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at what contentment really means from a bit of a different perspective. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living in the God Dimension and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you draw closer to Jesus and live the abundant life that he has ready and waiting for you. Hey, I wish I was a singer. Now, if you heard me sing, you'd probably not wish the same thing. But the reason I wish that I was a singer is that singers who sing songs we like, when they get on the radio and sing a song that we've heard before, we go, oh, great, I'm really looking forward to hearing this song again. (laughs) But when a guy like me who talks rather than sings gets on and talks about something you've heard him talk about before, we scrub our face and say, ah, he's already talked about that. I've heard that before. And so that's my prelude to telling you that I'm going to talk about something today that maybe, maybe you've heard me talk about before. Not because I particularly feel the need to repeat myself, but because it's important and it fits into what we're talking about in this series of messages called From Vanity to Victory. What we've been chatting about so far in this series is this sense that so many people have that their life has no real purpose. The sun comes up and goes down every day and the same old, same old, same old and you you work hard and you do your best and you go through good times and then some bad times and you get towards the end of your life as King Solomon did and you say to yourself as he did, vanity of vanities, says the teacher, vanity of vanities, everything's a vanity. What do people gain from all the toil at which they toil under the sun? Today, today we're going to take a look at one of the places we go looking for that meaning, that sense of purpose, only to discover after a lifetime of looking there that there's no meaning there at all. So where is that place? Well, let me begin by sharing with you the circumstances in which Solomon wrote this piece of wisdom. When he was a young man, just been appointed as the king of Israel, he had an encounter with God. Have a listen to this. It comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 1, beginning at verse 7. God appears to Solomon and says to him, Look, ask me whatever I should give you. So Solomon said to God, You've shown great and steadfast love to my dad, David, and have made me king to succeed him. Lord God, let your promise to my father David now be fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and to come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? God answered Solomon, because that was in your heart, and you haven't asked me for possessions, wealth, honour, or the life of those who hate you, haven't even asked me for a long life for yourself, but you've asked me for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may rule my people over whom I've made you king. Because of that, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. But I'll also give you riches, possessions, and honour, such as none of the kings had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. So, 
God gives Solomon not only what he asked for, but what he didn't ask for, which was riches, possessions and honour. And that promise, in fact, came to pass. Solomon truly was one of the richest men on earth. Sadly, though, those riches became a snare to him, and he began worshipping idols and getting caught up in things of this world. So towards the end of his life, as he looks back on things, this is his reflection on the meaning of wealth and possessions and all the pleasure that those things could buy. Have a listen to this. It's really interesting. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. I said to myself, writes Solomon, Come now, I will make a test of pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But again, this was vanity too. I, I said of laughter, it is mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my mind how to cheer my body with wine, my mind still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly until I might see what was good for mortals to go under heaven during the few days of their life. I made great works. I built houses, planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted them all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of the growing trees. I bought male and female slaves. I had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and of provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and, and delights of the flesh and many concubines. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I didn't keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had spent in doing it, and again, all was vanity in a chasing after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. See, Solomon was more wealthy probably than you and I would ever be in a hundred lifetimes. There was nothing he couldn't have. There was no pleasure in which he didn't indulge himself. He gave it a really, really good shot, and yet he came to the conclusion that it was totally meaningless. And it took him a lifetime to figure that out. It took me at least half a lifetime to figure out. Speaking with a man the other day who spent $200,000 on his car, and, and he was complaining that the new model had gone up to $280,000. <laughs> I looked at my small Japanese little model in the driveway there, straight off the assembly line, which cost me but a tiny fraction of his car. And I thought to myself, there is no way that his $200,000 makes him that many more times happier than me. Do you know what I'm saying? See, so many people are looking for meaning in their lives. So many. And perhaps you're in that place right at the moment, and yet we can spend a lifetime looking for that meaning, as Solomon did, in completely the wrong place. What, what an incredible lesson. What a salutary lesson. Is there anything wrong with enjoying the things God's given us? Not at all. In fact, that's something we're going to be looking at tomorrow on the program as we look at the whole God dimension thing in our lives. But trying to find our meaning, our satisfaction, our, our sense of purpose in wealth and possessions and pleasure is completely and utterly hollow. It's a dead-end road. And what a pity it would be to discover that when we're close to death close to the end, having spent our whole lives trying. Again, further on in the book of Ecclesiastes, this is what Solomon concludes out of his wisdom and of his years of trying to find satisfaction and purpose and meaning in indulging himself in his wealth and his pleasures. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10, The lover of money will not be satisfied with money, nor the lover of wealth with gain. This is vanity. 
When goods increase, those who eat them increase. And what gain has their owner but to see them with his eyes? In other words, it doesn't work. There's no real satisfaction, there's no real joy, there's no real meaning in chasing after possessions or experiences or holidays, whatever it is. There's no life worth living to be found in the ownership of things. But things are part of our lives. Our circumstances are part of our lives. How do we discover meaning in the midst of these mundane things of life? How, how do we discover a life worth living amidst the mundane, ordinary, day-to-day realities of life? My life, your life? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about together on the program tomorrow as we discover how to live our lives in the God dimension. Because not only do I believe God wants us to enjoy where we're at and what we have right at the moment and whatever we may not have, I believe that he wants us to discover real meaning and real purpose in the lives that we're living, right in the middle of the lives and the circumstances that we have just at the moment. God has a life worth living for me and for you. That's tomorrow on the program. Something that a lot of people feel is a disconnect with God. Yeah, sure, we do believe. We do want to draw close. But in this crazy world in which we live, for many, it just doesn't seem possible. I think we all end up in that place at some point. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living in the God Dimension. Let me tell you, this booklet is full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you draw closer to Jesus than perhaps you ever even thought possible so that you can live the abundant life that he has ready and waiting for you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. So, you can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.